episode 52 that was abrupt <laughs> uh episode 52 uh of year zero yep of uh the horror podcast the lynchburg's premiere horror podcast we belong dead episode 53 i believe uh, they always ask me this you think I'd be ready by now? That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, hmm. 53. Yeah, you are correct. Okay, all right. Episode 53. Welcome aboard. Uh, <clears throat> I'm Lono. With me, as always, uh, what was your name again? Uh, Ian. Ian. Yes, that's the one. Ian. Ian. First episode of 2018, uh, welcome everyone, we thought uh, we might do this one as just kind of a look back on 2017, of uh, the releases, we've never really done that, yeah. which is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do a look back on 2017 in a positive light, and then the next one will be depressing as fuck. Yeah, um, yeah, so that's that's what's going on there. Playing us in tonight was Ghost, of course. Of course. Uh, year Zero, off of that album. Uh, the second one. In <laughs> uh, Bestessum. That's the one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, we could kick it off with them. Ghost had a couple of releases last year. Yeah, there you go. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, of course, Ceremony and Devotion, the new live album. Is fucking amazing. Is great and just came out not too long ago. I think it's current. Uh, uh, it may currently be available on vinyl. 
I knew they were releasing it just digitally for a couple months. <clears throat> and then uh, um, doing physical copies. I think they're now available. I need to get that. Well, I may have to pick that up since uh, since now I have a record player. That's right. Thanks to my do. co-host. That's true. Uh, I hope you're not letting Sam use it. Just at all? Ever. Yeah. Okay. I hadn't planned on it. <laughs> she can get her own fucking record player. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, there was that. There was um, a new EP, Pope Star. There was. Which wasn't the best thing they've ever put out. I kind of came around to a lot of it. Yeah. It did have a square hammer on it. It does. <laughs> it does have square hammer. Um, yeah. I mean, I like the other tracks more than I did. Right. They're still not <clears throat> anywhere near my favorite tracks, though. Yeah. No, no. I would agree with that. Um, but yeah, they had a hell of a year. I'd say that their reach grew uh, once yeah. again by leaps and bounds. Um. Papa 3 is MIA. There seems (laughs) to be a change coming soon for 2018 in their lineup. Um, They had a lawsuit. (laughs) They did? Uh, Well, Papa had a lawsuit. Uh, And he's trying his damnedest to just whip his dick out and (laughs) plop it on the table. (laughs) He really is. Um, So, yeah, it was a good year for Ghost. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a good show. (laughs) It felt concise. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> God damn. I think I might be coming down with a little something called I just woke up from a nap. <laughs> called It's a Good Thing I Have a Key to Your House, or else I'd probably still be cold outside. Instead, you're cold in the basement. That's right. Slightly less cold in the basement. <laughs> um, yeah, what else? Yeah, Christmas happened. Mm hmm. So that was cool. That was fun. Yeah. Um, I still haven't read the graphic novel you gave me. Mm. Um, I'm looking forward to it, though. Ian got me the uh, hardcover graphic novel of Adventure Time. Nope. No. <laughs> Thrilling Adventure Hour. <laughs> That's a different thing altogether. <laughs> it really is. Uh, yeah, Thrilling Adventure Hour, which if you haven't heard that podcast, it's not really functional anymore, but they have a back catalog of hundreds of episodes. And yeah. Holy shit, it's so funny. If you're a fan of Paul F. Tompkins, alone. I really, <clears throat> I love that dude stand-up. <laughs> yeah. You do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and you got me that uh, book I've been coveting for a while the uh paperbacks from hell yeah which just showcases like insane cover art from horror paperbacks from like the 70s to the 90s i think yeah i kind of wanted to keep that yeah (laughs) it's it's pretty rad but i I didn't i didn't keep it yeah we haven't had a nice winter storm here yet that's been bumming me out yeah, it can wait till like mid February if it's gonna happen. I've got shit to do. Um, <clears throat> I don't know that I've. We're, you know, we're gonna do like our best of mm-hmm. twenty seventeen. Uh, most of my stuff is gonna be home video. Yeah, 
Uh, I, I once again spent a year not going to the, an actual theater. Uh, it was almost enough yeah. to get me out to to, to a movie theater. Um, That'd be a good one to do it with. <clears throat> it was also a good one to watch at home. Ah. <laughs> so I did that. Yeah. Uh, I finally watched it. What'd you think? Um... I tried really hard during that movie to find reasons to not like it. Yeah. And I came up really short. <laughs> That's they, a good sign. They just did a hell of a job with that movie. Yeah. It's it's rare that I'll heap that kind of praise on like a studio film. Right. <clears throat> but they they re- and I haven't read the book, so all I went was going on was the old miniseries. Gotcha. <clears throat> um so there, I couldn't do any of that where it was like, well, they changed that from the book. Right. You know? So there was none of that. That being held in mind, like, uh, holy shit, so good. Yeah. So good. I've never seen a group of, like, young actors Who, uh, be that good. And all of them killed it. Yeah. yeah. They really did. Uh, I, don't, I also don't think I've ever watched a movie that, um, in the end, my favorite character was a female. There you go. That girl was amazing. Yeah, she was really good. Um, I mean, the character and the actress. Like, yeah. It was just, just fucking great. Um, the only thing I really came away with, uh, slightly negative-wise, is something that I've been getting crucified by people for. <laughs> and that is, I don't think Skarsgård really deserves the heaps of praise that he's getting. Uh, yeah. It was a performance that, in my opinion, was about 85% makeup and special effects. Yeah. Which is fine. Sure. And it looked great. Yeah. But it also means to me that you could really plug almost any actor into that or not use an actor at all. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. I was. Uh, I just actually finished listening to an episode of The Nerdist with Skarsgård as the guest. And Stellan? Were... No. <laughs> oh. uh, and they were... The other one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one that was Pennywise. Um, <clears throat> oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he was that good. Yeah. I was just telling the listeners. <laughs> yeah? Uh, I, j- I stepped out for a second and catch it. Um, but uh, he said that the casting process was interesting because they had all kinds of people like set up to, 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 to uh, audition. And like, they could have almost gone with any of them. Yeah. Like, he's like... Good looking guys, not so good looking guys, women. I mean, they had they're they're open to lots of different options, uh, from what I understand. And uh, they went with went with old Billy, Billy Scars. Like I said, he didn't do a bad job. No, of course not. No, I just don't understand the like gushing over his performance. Or yeah. Like, well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think. 2017 was really, it was a damn good year for Stephen King. Yeah. Because there were a lot of, a few movies that came out based on his work, and all the ones I saw were great. Uh, it, I, I love mm-hmm. that movie. Um, and we'll get into some of the others later, but like, it, it, uh, there wasn't really a stinker in the bunch. Um, yeah, of the ones I watched. I don't think I've seen all of the ones that came out last year, but 
Yeah, I would agree. And yeah. <clears throat> man, um, I'm really excited to see who they go with for part two to play the like grown the up counterpart counterparts. Yeah, yeah. I hope they get someone really famous to play the guy who kills himself, just so like the people who don't know. Which kid was it? Uh, the Jewish kid. Okay. Yeah. Remember, that happened in the miniseries, too, right? Yeah. I mm-hmm. just couldn't remember which character it was. But just pull, like, a, a scream and, like, have, like, probably the most famous person in the cast yeah. be the one who dies, like, five minutes in. Like, uh, like a, like a Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> like a, like a Robert Redford, you know. Like a, like a, like a, uh, like a Scott Bayo. <laughs> Like Robert Redford. <laughs> uh, uh, did you visit the theater? I just I mentioned that one because it was a theatrical release. I honestly yeah. don't know if much of the rest of what I watched last year even had a theatrical release. Uh, a lot of it was reissues right. of great old stuff and stuff that went straight to video. Yeah. See, the way I did things is I made a list. Yeah. And I have it split up by movies that I saw... Um, and then awesome releases of older movies mm-hmm. in a separate list. Cause mm-hmm. you know, I like to be prepared for these things. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, so <laughs> I'm not sure why you took that shitty aside when you just <laughs> explained to me why you can answer the question. I just right. asked you. <laughs> yes. No, uh, <laughs> Sam and I did go see it in the theater on our honeymoon, which I was, see what? Are we really going to do this? Are we going to do like a who's on first kind of thing here? Yeah. Anyway, so we saw the movie It uh, in the theater. Who's on first? <sighs> yep. Um, which I was really impressed with. I couldn't believe it because it was Sam's idea. And she doesn't like clowns at all. And she's <clears throat> probably not going to see the second one because she also hates spiders. Um, but, uh, but we'll see. I may be able to talk her into it. You really should have listened to me before that wedding. I know. I know. <laughs> Without warning. We just thought uh, yeah. that was a great movie. Was it? I mean, do you love Predator? Uh, I do. Then you're welcome. And Jack Palance. But that movie. <laughs> Jack Palance and, uh, that guy whose name I never can remember. Yep. Who was in Eaten Alive. Mm-hmm. Sheb. <laughs> Sheb Woolley. Good old Sheb Woolley. Um, oh, it bothers me that I can't... I never, I never can remember that guy's name. If only. Neville Brand. There you go. Yep. Look at you. He'll probably get Pseudoludo's site right later, too. Uh, let's not push it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was great in the theater. Um, <clears throat> it's It's been a long time since I've seen a horror movie in the theater. Mm. So it was kind of fun... And it didn't cross over to being annoying, like seeing other people's reaction to the movie as it was happening. Like it wasn't distracting, but it was, you know, kind of nice seeing people freak out a little bit right, at the yeah, right yeah. spots. Um, yeah, no, it was it was a it was a great experience. Um, so, in the Stephen King vein, mm-hmm. we'll go to another movie that you did watch recently, mm-hmm. um, Gerald's Game. Oh, I haven't seen it. I read the book no, the didn't. other night. No, you didn't. 
I did see it, and I don't know why I saw it. Yeah. Like, I'm behind on a ton of movies and TV shows. Right. Gerald's Game was nowhere near the top of the list of what I needed to get through. Right. I mean, it was on there somewhere. Sure. Mid-bottom. But for some reason, it popped up when I I logged into Netflix, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's do this. And uh, I watched it, and uh, it was uh, far better than I expected. Of course, I went into it not only knowing... Yeah, it's a movie about a guy who handcuffs his wife to the bed and then he dies. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Right. Sounds like it could be a good play. Sure. Maybe. It would be a good play. Yeah. Um, so I knew nothing else at all yeah. as far as setup other than and it's a Stephen King story. So, uh, yeah, I fucking loved it, though. I am I love Bruce Greenwood. Yeah. Uh, ever since I saw uh, Below... The World War Two submarine ghost movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, so good with uh, Galifianakis. Yeah, yeah, uh, and Bruce Greenwood. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, yeah, from then on, I, like John from Hollywood, I thought was great. I always kind of, uh, well, maybe I don't know how to start that. I always kind of isn't really the way to go with that. But like, uh, there was a time where if if we ever. Uh, that time may still be now. Oh my god, I'm high. <laughs> we'll be uh, right back. That time may still be now uh, because we haven't. I don't think we've done that. Maybe we have. Have we ever recast in the mouth of madness? Yes. Have we? We did. Okay, because for a long time, Bruce Greenwood would have been where I. I would put him in there where uh, Sam Neil. Sam Neil is. That'd be yeah. a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder who I picked in our. Uh, in I our probably picked Sam Rockwell. <laughs> I don't think be, I you did. You wouldn't be wrong. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam Rockwell, who did a great job on Saturday Night Live last night. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one I'll, I'll have to watch, make a point to watch. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't really one moment on SNL. Like, it's been a long time since I've watched a whole episode and liked more than I disliked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, why are we talking about <laughs> SNL? Uh, Gerald's Game. Yeah. Uh, the story of a, uh, a woman... Play. Whose husband uh, handcuffs her to the bed and then he dies. Yeah. Yeah. Check uh, it out. I, I didn't know anything about the movie either, really, except for the base plot. And then the fact that I kept hearing, you know, people talking about how I don't know how they're going to make this movie. Like saying how it was basically one of the most unfilmable King stories ever. Really? Like they didn't really see how they could make it work. I mean, granted, I haven't read the story. So right. Maybe it wasn't that. Accurate to the uh, book, but what they did was great, <clears throat> whether yeah. it was book accurate or not. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could kind of see how, like, um, if the book is anything like or close to how the movie was, I could see it having just read the book and being like, that's gonna be kind of tough with all the timelines and the different right versions of people right stuff like that i you know i could kind of see that but like effects wise and shit i'm like right. eh, i mean there's one killer effect right oh god um that was cringy it, it really works yeah uh it takes a lot for an effect to like turn my stomach mm-hmm. and this did it. that one did it <laughs> yeah but yeah. that's the only big real thing well, like that, that and and i go. i haven't read the book either so i don't know if it's more just like because stephen king is the way he is maybe the way he wrote it and the transitions were really weird and they didn't know yeah. how it would like translate to screen. Um, 
but uh yeah and then obviously we won't spoil it because it's still pretty pretty new movie yeah. but uh it's on netflix the surprise near the end yeah what we were what we were talking about right. was the like yeah that, that was really the linchpin for me loving that movie yeah I mean, it, it would have so, been. It was so easy to go the other way with that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it would have been a fine movie without it. <laughs> no one, anyone that's seen it that hasn't seen it that's listening hates us. Right. right. Now. But if it did happen, right. But then it didn't happen. Right. But it could have happened. No spoilers. No spoilers. But thankfully, it did happen. <laughs> yeah. No, that was great. That was really great. Uh, you know who played that character? Was it Carl Stricker? Who? Carl Strucker. Who's he? Uh, he played, uh, he was in The Witches of Eastwick, and he played uh, the the tall man, uh, not the tall man, the... Uh, Lurch? Well, yeah, he played Lurch, and he's right. also the tall... Did they call him the tall man in Twin Peaks? Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah it's him. Okay, I yeah. thought that was him. <clears throat> yeah, I've known that actor uh, since before Adam's Family. Uh, he played uh, Jack Nicholson's like manservant in The Witches of Eastwick. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. God damn, that's right. Uh, I need to revisit that movie. Oh, any everyone that's listening, if you haven't watched Witches of Eastwick in a while, yeah, go back and watch it. That fucking movie would not be made now. It is so <laughs> misogynist, while being hidden as a feminist film. Right. It is amazing. It is yeah. Nicholson's tour de force. Right, and I say I, I sing those kind of praises on a lot of share movies, but this one specifically. Uh, if I could turn back time, <laughs> I mean, did you per- go to the movie theater for any other films this year? Uh, I did. Uh, let me see here. And then you saw a lot of classics at the. I did at the movie theater. Yeah, and I didn't even think to have those in my list, but yeah, those were great. Um, if you listened to the 31 Days of Halloween, you heard all of them right, pretty much. Yeah. Um, the other one I saw uh, in the theater was Get Out, mm. the Golden Globe nominated comedy for yes. 2017. Yeah. The incredibly insensitive nomination of that movie as a comedy. God damn it. <laughs> Fucking Academy. Uh, yeah. I really dug that movie. Much like It. It was a studio yeah. film. Well, semi-studio film. But it was like, this is so good. This yeah. is so, like, everything's great. It's not, like, pandering. Also, who would have thought, you know, 50% of Key and Peele would make an amazing, dramatic, horror-ish movie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they mean Peele was great in Hell, Baby. <laughs> yes, yes or, he was. Yeah, that was Peel, right? No, it was Key. Key. Yeah. Keegan Michael Key, yeah. Right. That's spooky. He was actually really good, and this has nothing to do with horror, but it's a movie that came out last year. Ah. In that Mike Birbiglia film uh, about the the sketch comedy group. Oh. Uh, Chris Gethard's in it. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, Couldn't tell you what it's called. Keegan Michael Key is in it. He's very yeah. good in that. Well, he's. That's more of a serious role. He's in um, the new Predator movie as well. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to tra- trace back to where we started. Yeah, I saw that movie in the theater. I saw it at the venue um, on like a Friday afternoon at like 
one o'clock. It was just you and a bunch of black dudes. In the <laughs> it was it was me and like five other people, and it was dead silent the whole time. Like, yeah, it was so goddamn good. Um, <clears throat> and I was pleasantly surprised with where they went with like what they were actually doing to the people because mm-hmm. I had theories. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that that wasn't my leading theory. That was batshit wonderful how yeah. it suddenly becomes a mad scientist film. Right. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Bradley Whitford knocks God it out of the it. fucking park. As he typically uh, does. Everyone in that film knocked it out of the fucking park. The girlfriend. Uh, he, oof. Oof. Yeah. This <laughs> is an upsetting film. <laughs> yes, it is. But so good. Yeah. Uh, and if you've only seen it once, I suggest rewatching it because you start realizing shit a lot earlier. Yeah. Like a lot earlier. Like there's a lot of clues. Yeah. That you don't pick up on. Yeah. And you'll watch it and just be like, get out. Oh, I get it. Uh, and then like five or six minutes will go by and you'll be like, get out. Oh my God. <laughs> again? So smart. Uh, it is smart. It is smart. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. And that's all I watched this year. <laughs> Uh, any other theater release? Theatrical? You saw that in the theater. I, I saw it at home, of course, because I'm a fucking hermit. Mm. Nope, that's it for uh, theater. And then we can do a quick recap of that. You like? You saw um, Psycho, mm-hmm. the original Psycho. You saw uh, American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw the old, the old Dark House. I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, two more, right? Two or three more. Well, aliens. Oh, that's Alien right. was one of them. I didn't. I didn't actually catch it though. What was the the other one? Um, and I don't have my thirty one days of horror in my notes anymore. So fuck it. I guess. So if anyone can answer that question, you'll <laughs> win something. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay, so I guess that I feel like we should end everything with the Blu rays. Yeah, sure. So any other music? Well, I've got more movies. Oh, you... Uh, wait. Huh? I've got more movies that were... That's, well, at least one of them was only streaming, so we can get to that real quick. Okay. Um, I talked about this on the 31 Days of Horror. Uh, 1922, which is the third Stephen King movie um, that's on Netflix. Oh, yeah, The Farmer. Right, Thomas Jane. Yeah, I completely forgot about that movie. Yeah, it was great, man. Yeah. I mean, it's a... It's a it's a fantastic like old school ghost story. Um, and when you watch it and like you realize something, do you go nineteen twenty two? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you see the cars that they're driving, you're like nineteen twenty two, man. Um, I'm so happy we left some cookies down here. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about the cookies. Um, yeah, if no, you saw me, you'd be like, how could you ever forget about cookies? <laughs> Looks like you've never forgotten a cookie. Um, what's yeah. the premise exactly? Um, basically Thomas Jane is, oh my God, <laughs> is, uh, married to a woman who comes from some money who, uh, her father had land and left them like a huge plot for a farm. And they have like a 14 year old son. And basically she wants to move away and, you know, move into the city, sell the land and all that. But 
Jane's character is more old school and thinks that, you know, a man should work the land and, you know, the city's full of nothing but shysters. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. And he convinces his son that that's the way to go as well. And so they kill the mother and hide the body on the property. And it's just them, you know, dealing with trying to keep the crime a secret and some spooky stuff starts happening. Wait, so why did they kill the mom? Because she was like, I like the city. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they were like, "Fuck you, bitch!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, you know, she's messing with our way of life, and she wants to tear this family apart. So let's just offer and make it look like she ran away. And uh, <laughs> she wants to tear this family apart just by voicing hey, that she's like, "The city's all right." It's 1922, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how was Bill Skarsgård in it? I mean, he was good, but, I mean, you kind of got the vibe that pretty much anyone could play that role. Bazinga! <laughs> don't, don't you use... <laughs> <laughs> don't you use that shit on the show. God damn it. I, um... I don't think it came out in 2017, but I, I watched it in 2017... <laughs> Singing with Stephen King, uh, eleven twenty two sixty eight. When was Kennedy killed? <laughs> eleven twenty two sixty three. Three. That sounds right. Yeah. Looks like an eight. <laughs> Looks like it's two thirds. It's two thirds of an eight. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I watched uh, that series. Yeah, I didn't get to check that out. It was good. Yeah. It got a little slow and humdrum in parts, but I would definitely suggest uh, watching it. It, it wasn't. Yeah. I didn't feel like I wasted my time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's all of the the non-Blu-ray watches. Um, I guess we could move on to television a bit. Okay. Um, I still haven't gotten around to watching it, but um, Ash vs. Evil Dead Season 2 was pretty amazing from what I've heard. It was overall. I mean, there are problems. Yeah. Um, we've gone over the ending. Yeah. And how it was supposed to be different. Right. And literally, like, the day they were shooting, I think, or yeah. close to it, is when the rewrite happened. <laughs> that always, that's always a good good thing, right? Yeah, I'm really sorry to hear about that split, actually, from that showrunner. Yeah. And how bitter it seemed and how it seemed to be really only Rob Tappert as as being the problem there. Yeah. Um that's um that's upsetting cuz yeah. Um I'm excited for season 3. Yeah. I mean I'm 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 excited to see the differences and the show, the showrunner yeah. will, will make or or if there aren't any also interesting to see how the fuck they move forward from how season two ended. Yeah. Because it's, 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 they're going to have to tiptoe quite a bit. Through the tulips? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, I listened to another episode of The Nerdist, a more recent one with Bruce Campbell. And I tend to forget this fact about him, but every time I'm reminded, it makes me sad, that he doesn't really like horror 
movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I get it. Like, it's a job, and you do a good job at what you're doing. It's upsetting when you're reminded that Bruce Campbell is a business. Yeah. 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 Like, he's very, like, old-school Hollywood. So, like, to hear him talk is, is fun, you know. But to be reminded that he really doesn't give a shit about the genre that he's a huge part of is uh, upsetting. Yes. Yeah. But, you know. Mm. Uh, Stand Against Evil was greenlit for the third season. I still need to watch that. But I've heard it's great. Basically, I've heard that... It's fantastic. I've heard that the worst thing about it is that it came out at the same time as Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah. I would I would agree with that. Yeah. <clears throat> but I love that actor, uh, the main character. Oh, John C. McGinley? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's fantastic in the show. Yeah. Um, and it's from the mind of Dana Gould, who has credentials for this kind of thing a mile long. Like, right. Uh, old school monster kid who became a stand-up comedian who has now created a horror comedy show it's yeah. like it should happen <laughs> right and uh he's put it together beautifully and doesn't he have a role like as the town preacher or something yeah he's the uh grave digger at mm. the local cemetery gotcha i need to get caught up on this show i really like it another downfall another like thing that i don't like about this show is it's only streaming like they've never put out a physical copy of season one still or two. yeah wow that's upsetting. Yeah, it's a bummer, man. <laughs> it's a IFC show. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, IFC films have been killing it lately, though. Yeah. Um, one I'll talk about later, which I'm not sure if you've seen, but um, was an IFC film. Um, not horror, but definitely has enough elements to be relevant. Um finally got around to watching season one of american gods oh yeah i enjoyed it yeah there's a couple lulls uh um, but overall uh ian mcshane is fucking amazing yes um you know a lot of people shit on the main character i mean he's not my favorite part of the show but i think he he's does fine, fine. Yeah. yeah um i'm sad that jillian anderson is leaving oh is she yeah no yeah, apparently the... I knew she said she wouldn't come back for X-Files. Right. Well, the um, showrunners left. Oh, I didn't um, know that either. Yeah, and so after that, she decided that like those were the people she wanted to work with, and if not them, then she didn't need to be involved anymore type huh. of thing. Um, so I don't know. <clears throat> but uh, but she was great in it. Fucking... Um, uh, Dane Cook? <laughs> yeah, Dane Cook. <laughs> He did his job. Yeah. <laughs> he did what he was supposed to do. <laughs> um, God damn it. I feel terrible. I can't think of his name. You know. Peter Stormare? Nope. But he was fucking amazing. I was really sad we didn't see more of him in the show. Uh, God damn it. Charlie's Angels. Um, Mr. World. Oh, like, Crispin Glover. Thank you. God damn. Such a common name. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. You can see how I would get mixed up. It's like Neville Brand. It's that common. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. 
I feel better now. <laughs> hey, that guy looks like a mix between uh, Crispin Glover and Willem Dafoe. <laughs> oh, you mean that guy who's Crispin Glover's dad? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> In uh, Popcorn. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Popcorn. That's right. Um, Village of the Damned. And the only other thing I have for TV, uh, which I was talking to you about earlier before the Fear show. Fear the Walking Dead? No. Um, season three of Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. Mm. I love that show so much. I have no reason for why I haven't caught up on it. I'm still two seasons behind. Yeah. I love season one. Yeah. Two and three are just as good, yeah. if not better. Um. I I just love everything about that goddamn show. It's so yeah. it's so funny. For listeners, if you're not watching that show, it's streaming on Hulu. Um, there's a physical DVD of season one, and I think that's it. I believe so. Um, but it's uh, it's well worth your time. They're 11 minutes long each episode. You know, it's the Adult Swim format. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like. Uh, <clears throat> Leon Joe, Werewolf Hunter. <laughs> right. He <Yeah. laughs> um, I um, am going... We're not, like, giving out awards or anything. Yeah. But I would like to say that... Uh, I mean, it was a really good year for Blu-ray releases. Yeah. And special editions. Yeah. Um, and part of that is because of a uh, company that Lionsgate resurrected near the end of... 2016, uh, but they really kind of have hit their stride in 2017 and uh, seem to have some great stuff up their sleeve for 2018. Uh, I don't, I can't think, aside from Scream Factory, I can't think of a distribution company that came on and just started dominating. Yeah. Uh, more than the Vestron video uh, classics line. Yeah. Um, we were talking about it the other night. They they know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> Their movies are all a little too expensive, mm-hmm. uh, beautifully packaged, mm-hmm. numbered, <laughs> right? And like a Criterion Collection style numbering. Yeah, uh, and they put out just enough for you to be able to afford to own the entire collection. You can justify paying that little too expensive <laughs> price yes. tag. Yeah. Uh, and I have. Yeah. I own all of their releases, but, um, um, yeah. Whereas uh, Scream Factory is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. I still sure. love them. But there's no way, unless you're independently wealthy or have a seven figure income, yeah. that you can keep up with every release they're putting out. And uh, that's not me, like, booing them. <laughs> like, thank <Right>. you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Vestron Video, in 2016, they started their uh, line with Chopping Mall and Blood Diner, um, which are two great titles. Interesting choices, yeah. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Then they followed that up in October of 2016 with Waxwork and Waxwork 2, mm. which we did... Uh, a streamatorium. A streamatorium for. Um, following that, in November of 16 was Return of the Living Dead 3, which was a title a lot of people had been clamoring for on Blu-ray. That's one I may have to pick up. I, I enjoyed that movie. It's a great movie. Uh, it really helps rinse the taste of Part 2 out of your mouth. <laughs> uh, and also that 
uh, November 2016, they put out Chud too. <laughs> Bud the Chud. Well, you know. Um, <laughs> Can't all be winners. <laughs> yeah, well, here's where we start running into the thing where it's like they know what they're doing because I don't want to own some of these movies. But you will. But I will. Because you don't want a gap in your numbers. Exactly. Yeah. So I own Bud the Chud. <laughs> uh, then in January of 2017, they put out uh, Parents with Randy Quaid, which oh, is yeah. an insane movie. <laughs> And uh, Layer of the White Worm, the Ken Russell, uh, Bram Stoker film that yeah. is so great. Um, that was one of my earliest like horror erotica uh, mm. films, I think, when I was a kid. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, then in 20, uh, February, they released The Gate, which was another movie that had been we'd all been clamoring for on Blu-ray. Yeah, that's an important movie to me. That's a very important movie. Yes, I agree. Uh... Then in March, they released <laughs> the box set to end all box sets, the Wishmaster box set that includes Wishmaster, Wishmaster 2, Evil Never Dies, Wishmaster 3, Beyond the Gates of Hell, and Wishmaster, The Prophecy Fulfilled. Uh, these are terrible, terrible movies. I mean, I, th- I, I think 3 and 4 are probably the best of the franchise. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. So I I own those. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, In June, they put out The Unholy, um, which is uh, really good. I finally got around to watching it. I've never seen it or heard of it. Uh, It's very much an angel heart type of oh. uh, like sweaty New Orleans. Okay. uh, Like noir Preacher, uh, priest type of uh, stuff. Uh, ancient evil, all that kind of stuff. Really good. Uh, then in July, they put out truly the box set to end all box sets, mm. uh, the Warlock Collection, ah. uh, with Warlock, Warlock the Armageddon, and Warlock 3, The End of Innocence. I still need to, to check that out. Everyone should own this release. <laughs> Those movies, especially Warlock, yeah, are so fucking good. Uh, then in November they released or October they released Slaughter High, uh-huh. uh, which was better than I remembered. Yeah, I hadn't seen it in many many years. Um, uh, forgot about uh, full frontal male nudity. Sweet uh, d- uh, during a bullying. <laughs> it's like it's a little homoerotic. Uh... Things that would not be going on, uh, or things that you would not be able to film anymore. Um. Then uh, coming up in January, they have Class of 1999 in Gothic. Uh, Class of 1999 I've never seen. Uh, I know everyone's probably gasping. <laughs> um, <gasps> Gothic is a movie that I love that I've been wanting on uh, Blu-ray for quite some time. I know I've seen that one, but I don't really remember. Like, what's the base plot of that one? Um, it all takes place on the night that Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein. Oh, nice. Um Julian Sands is in it again. Oh, okay. Um, but it's like a hallucinogenic, like, uh, s- uh, psychotropic kind of trip through okay. that night. Um, and it's Ken Russell, so it's going to be bizarre. Right. Um, what? What is happening? Uh, anything else for me? I just went over all the Vestron releases. Um, well, I mean, if we're going to group 
movies together. I'll go with mine. Um, one of my favorite things to happen in 2017 um, was the uh, release of the Best Buy exclusive Universal Monster movie, oh, Steelbooks. Yeah, those were great. Jesus Christ, those things are beautiful. With the um, Alex Ross artwork? Yes. Yeah. Um, I remember, like, when I... Because typically, like, once every week or two, I'll go on Best Buy's site just to see what's coming out. Because I know they tend to do exclusive stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And I saw... Uh, I think it was Dracula was the first one I saw. They were doing Steelbook for him. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And then I kept going through the pre-order section. I'm like, oh, there's this. Oh, there's... Uh, God damn it. There's seven of them. And I'm going to buy them all. Like, I have to. Yeah. <clears throat> and I did. <laughs> uh, now, to be fair, for those who don't care about what your movie looked like, the presentation of, you know, a packaging of a steelbook or, you know, whatever, uh, it is all the Universal films that have already been released. Like, the discs, yeah. they, haven't, they haven't added anything from, uh, you know, any new sources or anything. Yeah. It's the same... Universal Monsters Blu-rays that they've put out almost as many times, like, in the span of three or four years as they have put out, like, uh, Army of Darkness. Right. Yeah. Um, but if you're worth your salt, uh, then they are they are so worth it. They got the cool slip covers. Uh, yeah. The, the, like, uh, plastic slip covers. I mean, and especially for, like, 15 bucks a pop. I mean, you cannot do better than that. Yeah. But we encourage you to try. Yeah. I mean, do, sure. your, do your best. Do your due diligence. Uh, <clears throat> Gotta love 70s and 80s horror trailers. <laughs> what is happening? Savage Weekend. Yeah, you know, Savage Weekend. Savage Weekend? Savage Weekend. Savage Weekend. Dick Miller is Savage Weekend. Uh, Let's see. What else for special releases? Oh, well, before I go into the individual titles, I just want to say that I'm so happy. Like, with all the bad shit that's going on in the world, I am so happy. (laughs) What is happening right now? That we live in a world... Where movies you like look so stinking high. <laughs> where movies like <laughs> Brain Damage get uh, amazing yeah. Blu-ray releases. Yeah, uh, Arrow knocked it out of the fucking park this God year damn. too. Um, the coolest development I think in in DVD or you know home video distribution is the fact that in 2017 Arrow really started dipping into the region A market. Yes, uh, it's been a long time coming. If you're like us and have been able to sit through years of seeing their releases overseas and just crying yeah and of course it comes at a great time for me uh because i have a multi-region blu-ray player (laughs) should have gotten that a few years ago yeah although there are there were some releases that i could only get on region b um still uh this past year the texas chainsaw 2 box set which is fucking astounding. Yeah, is only region B. The uh, Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia set is only region B. There, mm. there are a few. Because uh, yeah, what we realized is it's not just like a situation where a company like Mister Inc., Mister Arrow, was like, you know what, we're going to start releasing everything region A too. Yeah, hooray! And then it happened. 
Right. It's a little more complicated than that because <laughs> even now there's stuff that they're releasing in Region B that they just can't get the rights for right. over here, like Phantasm. Yeah. For example. Yeah. Um, and what was supposed to be the case with the house box set. <laughs> but luckily wasn't. Yeah. Uh, all four of those discs ended up being region free. Go figure. And thank you, Arrow, for your <laughs> quote-unquote mistake. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so Brain Damage came out. Uh, skill. <laughs> with uh, With a possible, depending on where you bought it from, amazing Brain Damage pin. Yeah. Um, I'd never seen the movie before, um, but I remember reading about it and thinking, oh, well, this is a kind of batshit premise, and yeah. I, I dig batshit premises. I hadn't seen it since VHS, and I'd only seen it once then. And then, having done this show now for a while, and being introduced by you to Zachary, when I yeah. found out Zachary did the voice <laughs> for the uh, Parasite, I'm like, I'm fucking sold. Almer? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I pre-ordered that with another movie that I never expected to get a Blu-ray release, much less <laughs> yeah. a well-stocked Blu-ray release, uh, Evil Ed. Goddamn, that movie is insane. Yeah, I'd never seen it. Yeah. But you went on and on and on about it. <laughs> so I ordered it. Yeah. You weren't disappointed? I wasn't. <laughs> That was a good one. Uh, Arrow also this year put out a hell of an, a reanimator box set. Yeah, they did. Well, no. One title box set. Right. Uh, it is so impressive. Um, I'm not just rubbing this in <laughs> because Ian decided not to get it. This isn't Nightbreed again. <laughs> um, no, there's a feature. I, I guess apparently, I think I've talked about it on here before, but... I guess at some point Doug Bradley had a radio show or a podcast. Oh, really? Where he and other people would read classic horror. Okay. And um, they have the entire run of when he had... Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jeffrey Combs? Of when he had Jeffrey Combs on <laughs> uh, to to read the entirety of uh, Herbert West Reanimator. Mm. Anyway, it's fantastic. It's like an hour and a half, and uh, yeah, it's so good. I mean, that alone to add that was to me yeah. like holy shit. But they also added a commentary track with uh, Stuart Gordon and mm. the cast of Reanimator the Musical. Oh, right. Which is a lot of the cast from Beyond the Gates. Right. Um, and that's a really, really fun commentary track to listen to. And then the packaging was fantastic. I mean, it was just Arrow just... And that one came with a comic book as well, didn't it? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they can't... They Arrow can't be touched with packaging. No. Yeah. Uh, of their special edition stuff. Or their limited edition stuff. Yeah. Like Reanimator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have bought that one. Yeah, you could have. I think yeah. it was like 30, 35 bucks when it came out. Yeah, now it's like 90. 
I didn't pay that. <sighs> I didn't pay that at all, sir. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ah, another movie that just recently came out on Blu-ray that I didn't wasn't expecting to come out. Mm-hmm. The directorial debut of Robert England. Oh yes. Uh, nine seven six evil. <laughs> yeah, what a good movie! It really is pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Who who put that out? Do you know? I don't write off. I mean, it wasn't one of the like big four. No. I mean, it's nicely put together. It had a slip cover and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's insanely cheap on Amazon right yeah. now. It's like $13 or something. Yeah. Yeah. Columbia Pictures Home Video. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But yeah, kind of the ultimate bullied, nerdy kid gets his revenge in a big, bad way movie. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Yes. Um. Yes, it is. Do you have any more, like, uh, um, really cool, like, presentation special edition Blu-rays on your list that you can think of? Um... Um, well, there was, uh, uh, Arrow's Bird with the Crystal Plumage mm. set that came out. I mean, we could go over a lot of Arrow. Yeah. Uh, uh oh, uh, um, um, Synapse's final rendering of the Suspiria. That Steelbook. Release. That Steelbook <sighs> is a fucking beauty. Yeah, I kind of wish I had picked that up. I didn't because I was like, ah, I mean, it's still available at, at a couple of places yeah. for list price. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't know for how much longer. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's kind of one of those movies where it's like it's an important film, and I do enjoy it, but it's not one that I'm going to go back to watching a bunch. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really want to invest the money in it, but now seeing. The full package and yeah. how gorgeous that steel book is. I'm kind of kicking myself. Um, <clears throat> uh, uh, Synapse. Uh, also, the release of was popcorn last year. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was a beauty. Yeah, I finally got to uh, uh, got to see that one. I was very <laughs> happy that I did. <laughs> I mean, you know. I've decided to try to use a tablet finally for the podcast tonight, and it's not really working out as well <laughs> as I'd hoped. Um, I'm trying to think of other big releases. I mean, like we said, uh, Arrow's Phantasm set. Yeah. Uh, was that 16 or 17? When did Ravager come out? I can't remember. 
Like it was either like the end of 2016 or early 2017. Yeah, I can't remember which. Um, you know, I mean that way. I mean, then we we could uh, you know put uh, Well Go USA's release mm-hmm. of uh, the Phantasm series there, which is a really really great release. Yeah. And Ravager was a great movie. Yep. <clears throat> there is a movie, and I haven't watched it yet, so this, this isn't technically a part of the list, but this is more for your education if you didn't know it was a thing. Um, a movie called Mr. Bone Jangles. <laughs> it's on... Uh, um, it's streaming on Amazon right now, and basically what it is is this um, supernatural killer named Mr. Bonejangles, who is kind of like a um, Jason-esque, like, zombie kind of slasher, is finally taken down by police and is being transported somewhere, and they break down in this town that's overrun by these demonic zombies. So the cops let Bone Jangles loose to just like direct shit. But the reason I bring it up is because Reg B is in it. Oh yeah? Yeah. Um That's all it takes. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Uh how about uh Beyond the Gates and the Void? Well, we haven't talked about those just because I figure we're going for like the big like oh, special releases oh, okay. of Blu-rays. Do we want to do music on this episode, by the way? Because if so, we should probably toss to a song at this point. Uh, sure, we can we can do a song. Okay. Why not? Why not do a song? We should do a song. I mean, we just we could just do one. We could. We have the technology. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> Hold on. You just you just wait. <laughs> You'd be like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> like nineteen twenty two. Okay. I'll tell you what it is when we come back. Okay.
Did anyone get... Whoa, what? <laughs> Hello? Oh, my headphones aren't on. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Oh, oh my. Did anybody guess what it was? I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was In the Mouth of Madness by John Carpenter. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Um... Also put out there last year, Vinegar Syndrome really started hitting their stride. Yeah. With uh, the Corpse Grinders and Orgy of the Dead and a whole <laughs> oh, slew of other ones. Orgy of the Dead. Um, Ice Cream Man. That's right. Yeah. Forgot about that. The Sweet. David Naughton classic. <laughs> yeah. Totally forgot he was in it. Well. <laughs> um, really hating myself for not bringing it up when we interviewed him. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, also... Uh, um, Severin Films mm. has been making a bit of a comeback. Uh, they put out a fantastic uh, uh, Devil's Reign limited mm. edition slipcover, new artwork that came with a satanic medallion and shit. It was amazing. Yeah, that's a great underseen movie with William Shatner and Ernest Borgnine <laughs> and John Travolta. Really, really, goddamn. That's sure, a star you'll hear cast. about him in Blowout. You'll hear about, oh, he had horror roots. He was in uh, uh, fucking Carrie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guess what else? He was in The Devil's Reign, which is a movie that needs more credit. And thanks to Severn Films, it got the lovingly put together package that it deserves. <laughs> Am I cutting a promo on someone? I was about to say, I love that you're arguing with nobody right now. Yeah, well, they're, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to forget them, though. I thought you were going to start like going into Alex Jones territory there for a second. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> the listeners probably wish. Um. Yeah. So they're 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 killing it. Vinegar and Severin. They're kind of like the dark horses, hmm. you know, because. Uh, they're definitely key demographic is a smaller, more culty audience yeah. than your Scream Factory. More definitely more niche than yeah, yeah. A lot of sleaze, a lot of exploitation. Yeah, great stuff. <laughs> what where do you where do you want to go now? Uh, let's see. What do I got left? I think. Um, I was going to do kind of the highlights of what Scream Factory put out this year. Okay, yeah, go ahead and do that. Okay. I, that, I mean, that was the next thing that I had. I you do that, something. Richie. Because, I mean, they had a shitload, so I'm not going <laughs> to go over everything. I didn't buy everything. Um, so I'll just go over some notable titles and titles that I picked up from them. Uh, they put out Poltergeist 2, The Other Side, and Poltergeist 3, which is cool. Yeah. I didn't pick them up. I, I wouldn't mind getting them. I remember Poltergeist 2 at least being pretty yeah, pretty uh, good. Was that, was that one with Tom Skerritt? They're in the oh no that's part three that's the when they're one. in the apartment yeah uh, yeah I don't remember a lot of part two at all I should have picked these up god damn it I just remember the part that sticks out in my head of number two is the part where the dad starts like puking up this worm like creature I thought that was in part one with from the tequila I mean it was in the part part one yeah I think so I don't know I'm all it's a series up, that neither of us are really that familiar with <laughs> yeah. Uh, they put out a uh, Screen Factory put out a collector's edition of Firestarter, mm. which I'm not interested in. I know yeah. it has its place, but sure. it's just not. 
they put out collector's editions of RoboCop 2 and RoboCop 3, which, again, I'm glad they're out there. I right. don't really care. The Frank Miller classic, <laughs> uh, RoboCop 2 and 3. Uh, they put out a collector's edition of the soon-to-be-sequelized Tales from the Hood. <laughs> that's a thing that's happening. I'm glad, man. And that's a great movie. Um, oh, you know what? Kino also had some good releases this year, too. The Old Dark House. Yeah. They did a 4K restoration of it. Was that you or me? That was you. Oh. Uh, which is beautiful. Something else. They're doing They're doing good. They did stuff. Yeah. Um, but back to Scream Factory. Uh, Beyond the Gates. Yes. Which uh, I love this movie so yeah. much. Yeah. Um, I brought up this movie earlier this week in a in a conversation I was having with young Steven. Yeah. Um, uh, because I also watched uh, Happy Death Day. Probably should have brought that up earlier. Yeah. Uh, kind of the underground critics, critics and uh, fan favorite uh, movie. Yeah. One of them of last year. And it was good. Yeah. Uh, our friends Rob and Steven uh, like, are worshipping this movie. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't know much about it. I knew it was kind of a Groundhog Day horror movie. Yeah. Um. So, based on Stephen Robb, like going insane over this movie, I was like, "Well, all right, I'll." Two people whose, you know, opinions we tend to respect. Yeah. 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 Um. Maybe not their choices, <laughs> right? <laughs> but their opinions. <laughs> um, so, and I was going to get to it eventually, but that just sped up the process. So I watched it and I was like, yeah, I mean, this is good. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not turning it off. I mean, right. It's fine. And I finished it and that was the, the whole, I was like, yeah, okay, that was, mm-hmm. that was a good movie. If someone asks if I liked that movie, I would say yes, but I'm not going ape shit. Either Rob or Ben put it in their top five of all time. I think Steven did. Yeah. Uh, or Steven. Yeah. Um, so I messaged Steven, I'm like, yeah, you know, I liked it. Yeah. I don't, I didn't go crazy over it like you and Rob did. And he was like, oh man, how could you not? This is the best fucking movie. And this is not Steven voice at all. Right. Um, Listeners will remember. You know, it's like, uh, it was such a, fu- it was such a fucking throwback to uh, like early mid nineties uh, teen slasher type movies. Right. And, that's when it clicked, and I was like, "I actually, it it, it is." Yeah, and that's I, why Stephen loves it. <laughs> but I wasn't watching it like that right. at all. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a glowing love letter to that era yeah. of Wes Craven, you know, and all the ripoffs. Yeah. Um, which is the era that Stephen most loves, and I believe Rob, it's one of his favorite eras in horror. Yeah. As well. It's not one of mine. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm fine. Like, like the Happy Death Day. Yeah, I was fine. Yeah, that era to me is fine. Yeah, so that it reflected what it should have for yeah. me. It's it's a it's an important era. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was it was that movie was Stephen and Rob's Beyond the Gates. Yes. Um, you know, what Beyond the Gates was for me. A throwback to the VHS years yeah. of splatter and gross and weird occulty shit. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure why I just told that whole story, but um, Beyond the Gates is just such an amazing love letter <laughs> and so good. And uh, um, a lot of the cast of uh, Reanimator the Musical is in it. Yeah. Stuart Gordon had something to do with it, producing it or exec producing or something. I know yeah. he's kind of a uh, 
Sherpa to the that director. Yeah. Uh, the director of that film. Um, but yeah, Beyond the Gates, man. It, it, I'm sure we've talked about it all year. We have. Um, but it bears repeating. <laughs> sure. Uh, what else did... Uh, oh, Scream Factory had the balls to release the Psycho remake. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they put out John Waters' classic Serial Mom, hmm. uh, Willard and Ben, the originals. Uh, I didn't realize that was this year, the uh, fantastic movie that too many people haven't seen, The Vagrant, hmm. uh, with Mr. Bill Paxson. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Uh, they put out a collector's edition director's cut of The Lawnmower Man, which I didn't pick up, but I liked that movie. Fine. Still no Lawnmower Man too. Was it the rise of Job? Uh, Job's War, I believe. Job's War. Um, there are people that care. They put out a collector's edition of Species. Yeah. Uh, oh, they put out a few steel books. They did. Uh, some John Carpenter steel books: Escape from New York, The Fog, and They Live. Mm-hmm. Um, which, <clears throat> unlike a lot of Screen Factory stuff, ended up becoming available at your local Best Buy. Yeah, which is cool. I ended up picking up They Live and uh, Escape from New York for like 15 bucks each. Nice. Yeah. And um, I didn't already ha- have the other steel bo- uh the other uh Scream Factory version, so. In August they made us very happy <coughs> with a collector's edition release of Slither. Mm, goddamn. <laughs> I love that movie so it's much. It's a great movie. And all the I mean, although at least the ones that that we've picked up, I can tell you they're great. Yeah, they did a very good job with all of them. Uh, they put out uh, collector's editions of Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf Two. The yeah okay yeah that's fine okay <laughs> sure. Uh, in October they put out a long-awaited film uh, in my mind, uh, The Resurrected, mm. with Chris Sarandon. <laughs> uh, it's the uh, the old Lovecraft uh, story of the strange case of Charles Dexter Ward. Is it that one? Mm-hmm. I think sure. so. Um, but beautiful. They they decked it out with features. It's it's fantastic. Um, they put out a new release in October 30th of the Stephen Dorff classic Jackals. Right. <laughs> um, I did pick up Jackals. It was good. We talked about it on here. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't great, but it was definitely good. Yeah. Uh, in 2017, they put out the um, controversial. Well, not controversial. Like the controversy surrounding it is how strange the release and how long it took for the Poughkeepsie tapes. Mm. Um, which I have. I, I picked it up, but I haven't rewatched it. I watched it back when it was on iTunes for like five hours. Yeah, that was like the only release that movie ever got. It, it suddenly disappeared from my <coughs> So weird. Uh, it was good. I think I was expecting it to be more hmm. uh, jarring or... Just due to the hubbub that yeah, came about? Yeah, I have a feeling, though, if I rewatch it now, it may freak me out more. Hmm. Um, because I had very high expectations the first time I saw it. And now I don't really remember <coughs> that much about it, and I have low expectations. So right. I, like, if you left tonight and I kept getting high and watching it, I would probably scare the shit out of myself. <laughs> probably. Um, in October, they put out uh, the Dawn of the Dead remake and mm. Land of the Dead special editions, which are very cool. Land of the Dead's a two-disc set. 
Uh, November, they put out Dark Man 2, The Return of Durant. <laughs> yeah, Dark they did. Man 3, Die, Dark Man, Die. I didn't pick up those uh, yet. Where's your salt, sir? Um, in November, they released Misery, mm. which um, we can put that on the list of Stephen King's shit that went down last year. There you go. Uh, I was never a big fan of Misery. No. I saw it. <laughs> I just... Uh, mm. Uh, December 5th, they released Silent Night, Deadly Night, which I, I need to get. I haven't yet. And uh, then December 19th, their final release of the year was American Gothic mm. with Rod Steiger, which is a really strange movie um, that I would like to pick up at some point. And uh, 2018 looks very promising for Scream Factory. Yeah, uh, there's a the lot slate, coming they already out. Have, they already have about 30 titles that they've announced um, for uh, for the first quarter of 2018, uh, yeah. a lot of them were great. Uh, Drag me to hell, the gate two, <laughs> strangers, uh, behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon. I'm so fucking excited for that. Yeah, some really really good stuff. Uh, Doctor Detroit. <laughs> yes. Uh, From shout. Dude, I am so pumped for Dr. Detroit. I bet you are. <laughs> I, am, I can't put into words. <laughs> if they would put out a collector's edition of Loose Cannons as well, I think my life might be complete. Yeah. The classic Gene Hackman, Dan Aykroyd, buddy cop film, co-starring Dom DeLuise. Oh, it's God so good. It. Have you seen it? No. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> it sounds like it'd be great. Oh, it's amazing. <clears throat> Uh, also, I guess technically released in January, but I got them in uh, December because of uh, Scream Factory's policy mm. of shipping two weeks early. Uh, the classic uh, Linda Blair film, Hell Night. Oh, right. Which was much better than I remembered. Yeah. Uh, I remember it not being that great, and then and I watched it you know, when I got it back in December. And uh, it was very good. Good. Very good. I'm I'm happy for you, Richie. Uh, and then the the Trent Haga film, Sixty Eight Kill, ah, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, I'll be picking that up. I think that comes out this week. Uh, last week. Last week. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to get that one. It seems like it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, also, an uh, uh, honorable mention or whatever you would call it. I just forgot to mention it when we were going. I'm sure I gotta think there's some error releases that I just skipped over. Hmm. Um, the Romero box set. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a big, awesome one. The house box set was an awesome one. Yeah. Um, but they also released this film that I'd never heard of that they kind of uh, put out there as like the the great lost horror film of the early 80s, maybe, called The Slayer. Ah. It was really good. Okay. Yeah. I like that they did something. I would like to see more of that, of like movies that you have maybe heard about but never been able to track down or find right because of whatever you know missing pieces or whatever right um so that was cool being able to watch a movie from that era that i'd never seen or wasn't familiar with at all right it was cool it was cool man i mean it was just like cool the void came out yeah i've got a couple I've got I've got three movies left on my list, and I've kind of been saving them because all three of them were kind of highlights and and were very surprising to me, like as as far as how much I enjoyed them. Okay. Um. Uh, any 
books mm. come out? Probably. I really slacked in 2017 the, uh, with, with the reading. The sequel to Bubba Hotep came out. Is it out? Is it out now? Yeah. Okay. Um, I know its first publication was just as a limited edition deal through like a smaller right uh, publishing house, I believe. Um, I don't know. I don't. That may, that may be the only way it's out still. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty certain it was released toward the end of last year. Hmm. Uh, but I know nothing about it hmm. other than it's Joe Lansdale, so it's got to be good. Right. Exactly. Um. Oh, there's Black Mirror. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to get into Black Mirror, man. Um, I've season four made me realize that I, I generally only like about half of each season. Yeah, and the ones I don't like are really bad. I, I like I, Archangel, and I, I think that's four. that's um, that's kind of where I'm at because I've only seen a handful of episodes. I think I've seen like four or five episodes. And um, they tend to either be really damn good Mm -hmm. or why did I just spend an hour watching this? Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with Black Mirror. There are none that I'm like, yeah, that was all right. I think the best one I've seen so far is one you had me watch. Oh, the the, game testing one? Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Goddamn, that's a good good episode. I got to say, episode one of season four gave that one a run for its money for me. Which one was that? The Star Trek inspired one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe the first article I read. Oh, by the way, um, we're hopefully very soon getting a website. Yeah. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Um, But one of my first articles I think I'm going to write is going to be about Black Mirror. Mm. And uh, just kind of giving my my quick view on every episode. Yeah. Um, Because also I'm kind of interested to see what the ratio is of ones that I like versus ones I don't like. Because it feels like it's right down the middle. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so Black Mirror, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll watch a few more episodes, see, see how I do. Um, I may wait for your, I may wait for your article to yeah, come out I would and then, and then go you. by that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the problem is the seasons are so short and I do tend to like at least two, if not three of, of every season. Right. So it's easy to feel like that was a great fucking season. Right. Because yeah. the highs are really high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'll, I'll the get The highs there. are really high. The life and work of Richie Yates. <laughs> Chapter one. Black Mirror is pretty okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's see. Um, Shell Factory put out this uh, complete series that I'd never heard of, but I ended <laughs> up looking it up last night, and now I really want to buy it. What's that? It's called A Town Called Panic. I'm not familiar it's with It's like a stop-motion animated series. Okay. Starring uh, a little plastic cowboy, a little plastic Indian, and their horse. Okay. It looks like the greatest thing you could ever watch when you're smoking weed. Is it like a kid's show? Or? I don't think so. I couldn't really tell. I'll show <laughs> you like a trailer after the thing, but I was looking at their like recently released right. like, all over Shout Factory, including Scream <clears throat> and Shout Selects and all that. And this town called Panic thing came up, and I was like, what? It came out like a couple months ago. So I clicked on it and read the synopsis, and I was like, what? This is like all 20 episodes. Of the, I think it was French. Okay. And then they ported it over to the U.S. and gave it U.S. voices. When was it made? I'm not sure. 
Okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that should have all been off mic. Um, all right. So movies that surprise me. Right. Uh, I, I don't know that we've spoken about this one. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but uh, The Devil's Candy. I haven't seen that yet. Another one that I was hoping... To, that's one I was hoping to see before this mm. podcast, and the other one was uh, The Babysitter. Ah, yeah, I'll get to that in a minute. Oh, that's on there too. Yeah, yeah great. Um, <laughs> great. But, uh, so glad I skipped those. Yeah. Uh, Devil's Candy. Um, there was a it's lot like of, a heavy metal horror movie, right? Kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not really the focus, but Because I didn't really care part for of Deathgasm. It. Oh, I loved Deathgasm. Yeah. That, was, that was a lot of fun. Joe did, too. Yeah. So there's your company. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Devil's Candy, um, you know, we were talking about IFC earlier. That, that's one of their IFC midnight releases. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's good, man. It's um, good. <laughs> it's good. Um, it's kind of like a... It's not really a devil-worshipping movie. It's not really ah, like a, a possession me. movie. But there's some... The Devil's Reign is a devil worship movie. I bet. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I mean, it's got Ernest Borgnine in it. It has to be a As devil worship of movie. the satanic cult. Yeah. It's great. Um, it's great. But it's a lot of fun. I'm not going to get too much into... Good double feature of Race with the Devil, which I always... Oh, I bet. ...pimp out on this podcast. That makes sense. God damn, it's such a good movie. But um, yeah, Devil's Candy. Yeah, it's great. Um, the guy who plays the main villain is fantastic. Um, he's definitely the highlight of the movie. Um, but it, I believe it's still streaming on, um, Netflix. So it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, the second one, (laughs) the other movie you haven't seen yet is a Netflix original, I believe, uh, called the babysitter. Yes. This movie should not be good. (laughs) The synopsis sounds great. The synopsis like the, yeah, is, is, uh, intriguing. A kid finds out that his babysitter and her friends are satanic cult? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That sounds wonderful. But here's why it shouldn't work. Because half the cast are either like, you know, teenage, like um, like CW stars. Like basically, like this generation's 90210 type stars. Yeah. Or they're famous because they did like Vines. Right, <laughs> right. I remember you mentioning that. I forgot. And on top of that, it's directed by McGee. Oh, right. You mentioned that too. Which is should also be a huge negative, <laughs> but it is so much goddamn fun. And you love this movie. Very funny. It, I. This was your favorite movie of 2017. Thanks no. for listening, guys. <laughs> um, I uh, yeah, I, I would definitely recommend the movie. I don't want to talk it up too much because I don't want to be like. You know, right, yeah, yeah. You know, and then next week we do a show, and you're like, you're a fucking idiot. That was so bad. Um, but Which uh, I'll likely say anyway. Hmm. And then the third movie, which I didn't really list anything in any kind of order mm-hmm. as far as preference, but I think... Therefore, you are? Yes. Uh, But I think I can say with some pretty strong certainty that uh, my favorite release that was a huge surprise to me um, was The Void. 
love that movie. It and is so goddamn look, good. It did what it did what it was supposed to do. A lot of people have like uh, kind of I've seen some hate for that movie based on that. They're, they're people just saying oh, it's just all fan service. Yeah. yeah, and they did it right. Sure, <laughs> they did it exactly right with a lot of love. Um, they did it exactly the way that the people that made Zombieland didn't do it. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. God help the people that made that movie if I ever meet them. <laughs> uh, I've never felt more patronized yeah. than that goddamn fucking... Ugh. But no, this this movie was made with a lot of love. Yeah. And you can tell. And it's it's a lot like, uh, I would say, um, uh, Rob Zombie's early stuff. Yeah. Where the influences are on the sleeve. And I, why is that a problem? Right. As long as it's still a well-made movie. Absolutely. It shouldn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, we watched The Void, I think, when Tatum still lived here. Yes, we did. <laughs> we sure did. That and Beyond the Gates. Yeah. yeah. Those were the two movie nights before no one could take <clears> it anymore. <laughs> but that dog's gone now, and I have a 5,000-inch TV in the living room. <laughs> That's true, you do. Uh, a 5,000-inch, 1,000-pound television. Yes, yes. <clears throat> uh, many thanks to Ben for donating his old TV to me. Yeah. Didn't realize it was going to be that fucking heavy, though. Um, was that it? Uh, that's was it the for, your last that's one? it for my list. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um. Do you want to do another song and then uh, come back and maybe talk a little bit about 2018? Sure. Um, yeah, and I can talk about some other stuff that I've watched recently too. Sure, that's not sure. 2017. Absolutely, you can. Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna. Be, <clears throat> it's gonna be. It is gonna be. Do you have a song, or should I pull up another one? No, I've got a song, but I'm gonna need your auxiliary cord. Oh, you should have brought one. <laughs> uh. All right, here it comes. <laughs> now this song is from my did you a, write this song? sounds like a, <laughs> welcome to ian's storytellers <laughs> <Right. laughs> now this here song i mean i'm surprised you didn't ask questions when i've had a acoustic in my lap this whole time <laughs> um but uh, this song is about a girl. The <laughs> is uh, the first track from my cousin and good buddy uh, Zach. Oh right, yeah. Um, who's a fan of the show? Um, so he says. Right. We're gonna. I'll quiz him the next I've time I talk to, to hear him. From him. Yeah. Um, and you hear that, Zach? I I don't know. Was it I, Zach? Yeah. Yeah. I'm calling you out. <laughs> I I feel really bad because I don't remember the name of their band. That's fucked up. Because it's a brand new band. But I oh, had you listen band, to... Not the same band that they, they, the, the CD was no, from? No. Okay. But, uh, yeah, uh, that band, Sunbully. Um, Led Zeppelin. Yes. <laughs> um, who, uh, who I really dig. I, I would like them even if it wasn't <laughs> in the family. Um, but they released a new track, and... Uh, you know, they asked me to listen to it if I dug it, play it on the show, and I did dig it, so I'm mm. going to play it on the show. 
Um, well, let's hope it doesn't suck. The uh, <laughs> the song is called "All I See Is Doom." Okay, I'm in. really good yeah uh, do you want your mic on that'd be nice uh gimme, yes gimme, gimme. yeah it was uh it was yeah, good. i liked it i liked yeah. it a lot i actually would like to cut together a video uh of it featuring richard brake from 31 yeah 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh that was really good what's the name of that band yep uh but uh i'm sorry zach um, what's he do in the band he is the singer and uh guitarist um yeah nice yeah very nice no i that was really good yeah the longer that song went the better it got yeah yeah and um you know we may do some stuff with them soon um mm. he offered to maybe uh and i'm gonna say it on on the show i'm just gonna fucking say it so he can't back out of it he uh mentioned maybe doing some theme music for us for the show or okay yeah yeah so uh yeah that's good stuff i'll always take uh a, a theme song we haven't had a theme song in a long time yeah because i can't get it off my laptop <laughs> and that's my problem i realize that it's something i'm trying to get better at in 2018 Getting stuff off your laptop. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so. Oh, so. Fellas. Uh, other stuff that I watch that's not relevant to 2017. Mm. Um, this didn't make it to my list for best of 2017, and I wish it had, because I really wanted it to be better than it was. Am I? Am I low to you, by the way? My mic low. Oh, your mic. Yeah. No, but if you're going to be that way, I guess I can bring it up. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's so much better. Um, I watched uh, Cure for Wellness. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a bad movie by any means, mm-hmm. um, but I just expected more. Um, it was fine. You know, it was kind of like your happy death day, you know. It's... Uh, um. It was good. What it did well, it did really well. Uh, didn't really go where I wanted it to go, and it is needlessly long as well. Mm. Um, it's a Gore Verbinski movie, um, but uh, yeah, I mean it's worth watching. Uh, you can find it for pretty cheap on Blu-ray now. I think I saw it for like eleven dollars. Um, it's certainly worth that much. I don't think I knew that was a Gore Verbinski joint. Yeah. Sure was. I think the only thing I know him from are the Pirates movies. Yeah. I'm sure he's done other stuff. Yeah, probably. Care for Wellness. Yeah. Heard that one was pretty all right. It was kind of long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Another movie I recently watched, uh, which wasn't as good as I remember, but it's not a bad movie by any means, and one element is fucking great, but uh, Pet Cemetery 2. Um, I remember loving Pet Cemetery 2. It's good. Um, but if it wasn't for Clancy Brown, mm. it would not be nearly as good because he fucking owns that movie. Like Kurgan level <laughs> owning the movie for all my, uh, Highlander fans out there, which I know you are Richie. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love the Highlander. <laughs> there can just be one. Sadly, no. <laughs> there can be like six, apparently. And a TV show. Hey, hey. The TV show is an important part of my childhood. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Wake me up inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and um, Erie, Indiana is streaming on Amazon now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, what a great show. Yeah, I need to revisit that. Yeah. I highly recommend it. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, you know what? Probably should have before now. I don't even know if they want to be associated with this episode, though. But uh, mention our lifetime sponsor, Pseudo Ludo. Hmm. So there you go. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Yeah. I uh, got news from uh, Monstro that possibly in the future we may get uh, more versions of the Flesh Ball. Pit, right. Which yeah. I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. Um, I would love for that to become a series. Yeah, that would be cool. Like an animated series? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, pseudoludo.bigcartel.com. There you go. Um, go there and spend some fucking money. They're they're very reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. Their, their, their products are top fucking notch. Yeah. Uh, be it their original work or uh, adapted from from film, yeah, it's all just fucking great. And you, it's I've I've gone over this before, but when you receive a package from Pseudo Ludo, you really aren't prepared for what you're getting into <laughs> for the adventure that is it's to come. So great, they put so much love uh, and so much um, talent into what they do, be it a print or a pen, yeah. Um, or now T-shirts. They have uh, started doing a couple T-shirts. Yeah, or one so far. The maniac one. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, so yeah, go visit them and spend your money and tell them we belong dead. Saying yeah, they're good people and they deserve to be uh, up there with the creepy companies of the world. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Twin Peaks came back in 2017. It did. I watched it. Yeah, you liked it. Sure, we'll we'll go with that. I didn't. You were utterly confused by it. I didn't dislike it. I guess it was what it should have been. I guess right. Um, I don't think it was as good as the original series. Yeah. Um, I feel like the original series maybe had a little more Mark Frost in it. Hmm. Uh, maybe like sixty-five, thirty-five. Mark Frost, David Lynch. Yeah. And I feel like the Return series was all David Lynch, so it was way the <laughs> fuck out there. <laughs> so they couldn't rein him in at all? <laughs> yeah, the thing about the original series is it aired on ABC right. in prime time. It was like a soap, almost. Yeah. You know, like a drama that had all these bizarre things about it. Yeah. Uh, and the, the new season, I feel like they kind of lost the grounding that was there in the original and just allowed it to be this... Uh, mental emotional roller coaster that gave you nothing yeah. <laughs> really, but was a treat to kind of peek into. Yeah. A real nightmare. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't picked it up yet. I know they released it on Blu-ray. The packaging looks wonderful. Yeah, and I hear there's like a eight-hour documentary. Jesus, uh, on it, something like that, like an insanely high number uh, hour documentary. Uh, that I know our friend Lucky McKee has pointed out was fantastic. Yeah. So I need to probably pick that up on my next payday, mm. guys. Or if you want to start donating to our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Um, got some uh, Scares the Care convention news. Okay. That we haven't gotten to talk about on the show yet. Sure. Some uh, guest announcements that have me all a flutter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
the biggest one for me being Keith motherfucking David <laughs> yeah. is going to be at Scares the Care. There's something about Mary's Keith David. <laughs> I'm going to bring a huge double-ended black dildo and have him sign it. I think you should. Just I think that's a great idea. Pull it out of my backpack like a fucking broadsword. I, <laughs> I think maybe that will be a uh, marker that we can reach on our fundraiser. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's diabolical. <laughs> like just hey, you came up with it. Just show up, hand Joe a check, be like, "Here's the money we raised. I'm sorry for what we have to do tomorrow." <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm really excited for that one. Um, it was just announced that uh, Tony Todd will be there as well. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I don't mean to like downplay the Keith David thing. It's just that I met him once before. Ah. and he's great. He's yeah. a very nice, very charming. Very I've heard that cool guy. Yeah. Um, if I had not met him before, I would be right there with you, though. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how much uh, Rick and Morty play he's going to get mm. at the convention. I'd say a bit. Yeah, probably a bit. Um, I mean, it's all about the thing for me. I mean, there's yeah. other stuff that he's done that I really enjoy, but yeah. But if I'm going to have him sign something, it'll probably be my Mondo Steelbook. You're going to have him sign your thing? I am going to have him sign my thing, and then my movie. Uh, I, I'm uh, I'm pretty pumped about Mark Boone Jr. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I've always liked that guy. I've always felt like I'm kind of slowly uh, heading toward becoming him. Right. <laughs> I uh I will not make the Kim Coates mistake yeah. this year. Oh yeah. I really wish I had watched Sons of Anarchy earlier. <laughs> Me too, man. But uh the difference with Mark Boone Jr. is there's stuff outside of Sons of Anarchy that I yeah. that I know him from that I love him from. I mean Thirty Days a Night. Thirty Days a Night is a big one for me. Um, he was great in that movie. Yeah, he's just he's just fantastic. I like that guy a lot. Good old Bobby Elvis. <laughs> I wonder if he makes it to the end of the show. I kind of doubt it. I know the answer. Yeah, so do I. Oh, do you? I do, unfortunately. How far are you from the end of that show? Uh, about a season and a half. Mm. 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 Um, I think that's really the only big names that... We know that's going to be there. Yeah, so far. There's still several months. Like, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like Sid Haig hasn't confirmed. I hope he's there this year. Yeah. Because I felt like that was uh, that element was missing hardcore last year. Yeah. Not that, not that last year wasn't a ton of fun. Right. But. You were my Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is, a crazy, this is a crazy idea, but hear me out. <laughs> How far can you drag this bench with me sitting on it? Desert. <laughs> Desert. <laughs> Bathroom water. Oh, it was a great year. Yeah. Uh, Scares the Care was fantastic last year. Yeah. Uh, Joe Lansdale still ha- still has my book. He does. <laughs> Actually, doesn't Keen still Keen, have I your book? Has it, yeah. yeah. Keen. So there's that. Uh, but as far for the show uh, in 2018... I, I got to be honest with you, uh, Ian. I think you did a really good job this episode. Uh, I did not bring it, <laughs> uh, and I, I realize that, and I'm sorry. 
Uh, I'm going to try to start, if not making a uh, rundown like we did in the very early days, mm. um, I'm going to start making a point this year of throughout the week keeping notes of things mm. that I want to talk about and lists of things. Yeah. So that's one thing that I'm going to just generally try to make the podcast better, mm. I think, uh, on my end. Uh, because like we've talked, and I'm not going to get uh, like all into this like we have sometimes before, but <laughs> uh, it, it does get hard sometimes when you, when no one's listening. For the motivation know. there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm going to try to do better with that this year. Um, we are eventually, hopefully within the next month, going to have a website. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you'll be able to go like a bloody disgusting or an arrow in the head. Right. Um, hopefully I'll be able to get some contributors on board who, who put some articles and things of that nature over there, Yeah, which will be cool. Um, we'll post the podcast there. We're going to try to figure out a way to get the podcast on other formats other than iTunes. Yeah. Other than our website and iTunes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just overall, just we're hoping to put out a better product. Yeah, uh, and when we get to that level, if you know six months or so after that, no one's still listening, we'll go back to this. Then we'll just burn the studio <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I hope to do uh, um, some more uh, themed episodes. Maybe a couple of more streamos than we did last year. Yeah, uh, it doesn't have to be a special occasion to do a streamatorium. No. Um, also hoping to expand the uh, podcast network of Dispatches from the Weird and add a couple of shows. Uh, if you have a podcast and you're not with a network, um, especially if it's culty or horror or weird related, uh, shoot me a line uh, at webelongdeadpod at gmail.com and uh, send me a sample of your podcast because we're trying to kind of maybe add two or three, uh, some new blood to mm. Dispatches from the Weird. Uh, I've got an idea for a new podcast that I may be hosting that could be fun. Um, as always, the imminent return of Radio Lono <laughs> is uh, right there. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully it's going to be a, a bigger year, um, a better, more fun year, mm. uh, and a more professional year for you listeners. <laughs> um, that being said, after this episode, we are going to have to take a bit of a hiatus. <laughs> yeah. Uh not too long, just a just a week or two. Yeah. Um, well, I deal with some uh, uh, some medical things. Nothing too worrisome. Yeah. So all three of you listening, don't don't worry. <laughs> all three of you listening know what we're talking about. Right. Well, that's it. <laughs> uh, Robbie might not. That's oh, about that's it. True. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it, Robbie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Robbie. Um, Ian loves you, Robbie. Right. Um, but yeah. And when when we're back, and that void, I actually, if I can actually get motivated, maybe filled with uh, Radio Lono or possibly the um, um, premiere of the new show. I don't want to talk too much about it, just in case it never comes together. But right. I think the idea behind of it behind it is solid. Yeah. Uh, no, I dig and it, the, and it's definitely very uh, open ended. It's not like you would come to the end of the subject. Yeah. Um. So yeah, hopefully. Um, there'll, there'll be something to fill uh, a week or two without We Belong Dead. Yeah. If it comes down to it, I could just uh, d- uh, pop in another uh, Seth uh, special uh, addendum. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I didn't get any feedback from anybody really on what they thought of that segment. but uh, I, I thought it was great. I think <laughs> Seth's pretty awesome. So. Yeah. 
yeah, I guess that's about it. I mean, I guess he's okay if you like funny, likable people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I also want to get my buddy uh, uh, Tony on the show, too, mm. uh, who did the uh, Toby Hooper uh, addendum with oh, me. Oh, right. Um, we, we, we generally talk a 30-minute podcast every day at work. Oh, nice. Uh, and it's like... I keep trying to get him over here. He's got a wife and all that kind of oh, shit. Oh, well. You, you wouldn't know anything that, about that. That bullshit. <laughs> He's got a... Did I say wife? I meant life. <laughs> uh, episode 53, thanks so much for listening, you guys. Uh, thanks for uh, continuing to um, welcome us into your ear holes uh, into 2018. Um let us know what you think on the Facebook page. Mm. Uh, search We Belong Dead Podcast. Instagram, We Belong Dead Pod. Uh, I am at um, Lono Mojo. Mm-hmm. Ian is uh, IMM1987. That's right. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go into this year on a, on a high note and uh, make it one of the good ones. So while we do that, let's never, ever forget... To raise a glass to a new world. Of gods and monsters. <laughs>